0: It's green and Growing with Ashley Frasca.
1: Plants, flowers, trees and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries.
2: On 95.5 WSB. One more hour to go. Flying by this morning Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB. So many great calls and so many great questions from all of you. 404-872-0750. I think we're going to keep that up How about 8 to 8.30 We keep taking calls Let me look at my schedule Make sure I'm not missing anything No, Pike Nursery comes up at 8.30 At the bottom of the hour though We're going to have Charles Lampkin Store manager To talk about mosquito solutions So don't feel like If you're getting eaten alive That there's nothing you can do Because there, there are many things you can do um, Some are free Some are not So we will definitely share that with you At the bottom of the hour Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. So we left off with um, Jr. in Riverdale. We were talking about maybe propagating gardenias. And Jr., you've got another question,
1: right? There's just two quick ones here. Uh, now there's a there's patio tomato plants. Mm-hmm. Now have you ever heard of uh, dwarf tomato plants?
2: You know, I have, and that kind of became a newer thing, maybe in the early two thousands or whatever. That folks were looking for something. Okay, we wanted it to grow. Maybe less than five feet high Um, Yeah, better for, you know, smaller spaces and stuff So what's interesting there is I've had, you know, Joe Lample on the show with me, Joe Gardner And he's done a lot of work on tomatoes With um, Craig LaHoulier I I never say that right, Craig LaHoulier And uh, he has been researching tomatoes forever Call him a tomato enthusiast, he's written books on it Um, So he, back in 2006, kind of headed up the dwarf tomato project And came up with, you know, varieties, hybrids that are maybe two to four and a half feet high Different shapes and sizes and everything uh, Minimal pruning requirements And we know with full-size tomato plants, we can certainly pinch the tops off sometimes And that not really, you know, interrupt the, uh, the growth of a regular one but the genetics of the dwarf, they continue to produce fruits without the plant growing out of bounds So it's amazing scientifically how that's done um, And JR, I don't know if you've heard of any specific varieties But have I, you seen any that you're interested in?
1: I, I No, I've tried to do some research on it It's kind of hard to, to find anything uh, on them where they're available Okay. And that, that's what I was wondering about And then you were talking about your fig bush or fig tree Uh-huh Is there a dwarf? Do they have dwarf or miniature fig trees that you're aware of?
2: Yeah, so that's what I have. I actually have Little Miss Figgy, and that is a dwarf variety of a fig from Southern Living, so that's available out there. But by dwarf, um, it means it could get four four to five feet. So that, in our minds, is not dwarf. Um, But when you think about a full-size fig, I mean, that could be 10 feet high, right? So... I'll seen, go with yeah, I'll seen, go with four to five and I'm gonna gonna use it as a screening plant once I it's still in a pot but once I put it in the ground I'm gonna kind of use it as a, a shrub or a hedge type thing at the corner of the fence between mine and my neighbor's yard so yeah little miss figgy that's gonna be a good one
1: I've, I've seen uh when I worked at an airline that uh, no longer is in Atlanta uh there was a, a old-timer there that had this fig tree in his backyard it must have been over 60 feet tall I mean it was just a beautiful looking tree with Hmm. Figs all the time Up in Decatur And uh, I guess You can't really Get some Part of the old Fig tree And transplant it Or Is it basically You just have to get A a brand new Plant and start it In the ground
2: That's probably Going to be The most vigorous Option Yes To do it From a new plant Um, You could perhaps Propagate it With a cutting But that would just Maybe be more trouble Than it's worth
1: Right okay Um, Thank you again For your help
2: Yeah let me ask you JR Do you have An email address
1: Uh not really working right now I'm sorry
2: okay because I was gonna say there's if next time you're you're on the internet um, there is a publication from the extension office from Penn State um, and they actually have a great table of the names of the different varieties of dwarf tomato plants summer sweet gold uh, lemon ice that one sounds cool Brandy Fred so a brandy wine uh, indeterminate tomato. They've got a great list So if you can just write that down Go to the extension page um, from Penn State University And they've got a good publication I'm trying to see if the uh, the link is too long for me to say it on the radio But um, it was written actually last February February of 2020 So a somewhat recent publication there With some um, with some varieties of dwarf tomatoes Now yeah, finding them, that, that may be a little harder to do But it can be done, it can be done So good conversation, JR I'm glad you called Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Up next is Kristen. Hey, Kristen. Good morning. Well, good morning. I think you,
0: it's Christine. But, oh my you know, gosh! Uh,
2: but I'll, I'll answer to it. <laughs> Christine. All right. Yes. Thank you.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, um, you, I think it was your you call, Debbie from uh, North Atlanta. Uh-huh. But uh, y'all were talking about things on decks. And I just wanted to remind folks, if you are going to plant, have pots on your decks, please elevate them if it's a wood deck, Um, you know, just an inch or two, uh, just to keep the wood from rotting under decks. As I used to be a realtor, and it's amazing how many bad decks you see, places with rot on them because people have put their plants on there. And even if you don't want to buy something decorative, um, take bottle caps from milk jugs mm-hmm. and and simply slip them under the edges Ooh. of the pots just to elevate them a little bit. And you know you can't see it and it's cheap. It's free and you know it's a good thing to do to lift it up. And also, I want to compliment you on continuing the gardening show. Um, it's a very valid show, and, and obviously, you have a lot of listeners, and and it's a wonderful thing. You're doing a great job. Thank and you. And then one more plug. Yeah, uh, I'd like I'd like folks to, if they do enjoy gardening, consider becoming a master gardener through the extension office. Usually in the fall, they will start registration for. Um, the upcoming classes that usually you know start around January, February So if you're interested in gardening and really want to take it a step further Contact your local Extension office and, and see if they offer a Master Gardener's program
2: That is, I second and third and fourth everything you just said <laughs> yes. Oh, Christine, Great. thank you, because you're right I mean, it's invaluable and really with part of the Master Gardener program Is I like the part where you learn And you go every week and do the classes But then you give back, right? You have to yes. put in so many hours Where you're either doing a community garden Or something like that And yes. that is just invaluable to me And you may have the opportunity To come across young children Who you can Absolutely. influence Absolutely, yeah and-, and, and
0: I used to live in Henry County and we had a wonderful Sprouts program That we did through the libraries mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and there's other opportunities too As a beekeeper I would go into cl- school And do presentations there So there's all sorts of And, you know, no matter What your interest is You can find something to do Within the Master Gardeners
2: Yes, and they, you know Have plant sales and fundraisers And things where they're always You know, trying to interact With the community And you can learn so much from them And two, yeah You call your local extension office And, you know, you will get someone Who likely knows the answer Or maybe has seen that pattern Or that question a number of times To where they know you know, how to give you advice on it But yeah. um, my goodness, it, invaluable And
0: I've and I found so many times people don't even know That there is an extension office That they can,
2: you know, take advice from So, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, I just want to put in a little plug Christine, you're the best realtor ever Thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> That is really uh, good advice I love the bottle cap idea Because I literally just threw a plastic bottle In the recycling here at the radio station And threw the cap away And it was a cap that would be large enough to prop up a pot. You're absolutely right. If you had four or five underneath the pot, you're not going to see them. Um, And also plant stands and wire racks and things like that are going to help elevate the pots. You know, make sure they're sturdy enough for the size pot that you have. But elevate those pots and keeping them up off the deck. Of course, concrete not going to be as big of an issue. Um, But I hate when you move the pots too, like on concrete and then you have all the... Roly polies and all the things hiding out underneath So yeah, elevating them's probably better You're not going to rot your deck um, Gosh, Christine, great advice I definitely am going to use your call again It was fantastic, thank you 404-872-0750 Daryl calling from Monroe Hey Daryl, welcome to the show
3: Good morning I have a couple of gardenias That I planted uh, last year um, They're real close to the house. They get full morning sun. Uh, The drainage is pretty good, but I'm getting no growth whatsoever.
2: Hmm. Have have you ever fertilized and just given them a little boost? Yes. And Uh, when you planted them, I want to make sure, I don't know if they were root bound or not when you had them in the pot, but did you spread out the roots pretty well and you didn't plant it too deeply?
3: I Don't think I planted it too deeply, but they're just—I mean, I've—I've I've had gardenias before, and they've just flourished. But these are doing absolutely nothing. I have uh, knockout roses, and a—I put a swamp hibiscus near them, and all, everything else is doing wonderful.
2: Hmm. I'm, I'm kind of racking my brain there, Daryl. Um, I—but no dead limbs, right? Like nothing's dying. It's just not producing any no. new growth.
3: No. No, they're just they're the same size, and I'm not getting any blooms The growth is minimal to none
2: Okay, so yeah, maybe let's, before we focus on fertilizing That was the first thing I said, but I want to retract that a little bit I might dig it up I might dig it up and make sure that the roots are spread out really good That it has enough roots um, to where it needs to, you know, really start getting established But also that it wasn't planted too deeply So I would almost do a do-over um, And maybe add some soil amender to the soil, not not too much, you know, but obviously backfill it with the the dirt that you're digging out. Um, but a little bit of soil conditioner, um, and then just kind of redo it and give it another shot. Because as long as there's no um, dead limbs, then I don't think you know it's root rot or anything like that. So um, yeah, planted too deeply could be one. Maybe not digging out the hole wide enough to where those roots are laying out and really have room to spread. Um, and the soil conditioner too is going to soften that area up a little bit to where uh, the roots aren't going to have as tough of a time, you know, penetrating when they get to just the the clay areas. Um, do that, Daryl, because I I don't think whatever it is is a fatal flaw. And if everything else in that area is growing just fine, then I would try that. And uh, tree and shrub guarantee from Pike Nursery. A good time to remind you guys: all trees and shrubs are guaranteed for life from Pike. So when you when you get something like this and you plant it. And for whatever reason it dies Um, I mean you planted it to the best of your ability And the best of your knowledge In the conditions in which the label says And it just doesn't make it or whatever You can bring it back to Pike Keep that receipt Uh, You have your play in the dirt number and all of that And you could replace it and get another shrub But I don't think Daryl's to that point yet Thank you for calling Daryl I hope that helps 404-872-0750 Gotta take a break And we'll be back in Pike Nursery Coming up in less than 10 minutes It's 95.5 WSB
1: Enjoy green and growing with Ashley Frasca and Dave Baker's home fix it this morning on 95.5 WSB The WSB News team, meteorologist Kirk Mellish and I will be here Monday morning with Atlanta's morning news
4: Here's Ashley
2: Holding steady at about 71 degrees here in midtown Atlanta high today It's going to get up to about 87, uh, 88 degrees and WSB meteorologist Kirk uh, Kirk Mellish And Channel 2 Action News meteorologist Brad Nitz Have updated the forecast just a little bit uh, Moving that rain chance today In spots from 30 up to 40% But we are going to have scattered showers And thunderstorms throughout the day That's going to be the case tomorrow as well Increasing rain chance more likely tomorrow 60% a mix of sun and clouds With a few isolated showers And again thunderstorms mainly afternoon or evening And guess what? Rain into the rest of the week So um, I think one of the things And my top three things to do It's going to pertain to that Green and
1: Growing Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca Here's your garden to-do list this week
2: So I just told you it's going to rain for like the next maybe five days If not more Um, And it's already rained for what the last four So let's be water wise That is number one on my list for you Go ahead if you're listening to me right now Go down to the garage wherever you need to go Adjust your automatic sprinkler times when it rains Uh, Because right now, like, going out of my neighborhood this morning, you know, I'm seeing all this water... In the the gutter run down and I'm like Where's that coming from and it's the sprinklers at the top of the Neighborhood Um, they shouldn't have been running and they were So adjust those be smart About it if you have a rain bucket Or a rain barrel uh, make sure You're not it's not overflowing you may need To leach some of it out just a little bit But that is that's what you build up for You build up for all of these rains for When we are going to have those dry spells that come on Put the watering cans out there Put the milk jugs out there let Them catch the water and be able to reuse This rain water naturally And when you need it uh, For some of your You know Bedding plants And pots And things like that Um, When you do water And you don't need to Right now But just a reminder To water Early mornings Maybe before 9 or 10 a.m. To avoid evaporation And also It's best when uh, Mother Nature You can't help but when the plants are able to dry out A little bit in the evening hours when things get Dark because that's when Disease and fungus is kind of introduced When there's wet conditions when, uh, when The sun is gone so just a reminder there Number two watch for lace bugs a lot of you have called in weeks uh, prior to this week about seeing lace bug damage on azaleas and other things. The leaves are going to give off a lace-like appearance because they're eating everything but the veins in the leaves. Um, BioAdvanced has a tree and shrub insect control. Read the the label on that. It works for beetles, too, and some other things. Just make sure you follow the label directions as far as application And number three, if you missed the beginning of the show, 6.30 with Walter Wonders, uh, we had a great conversation about fertilizers. And I think a lot of you learned a lot from that. So it will be on the podcast, I promise. WSBradio.com under On Demand or Spotify and Google Play is where you can listen back to our number one of today's show. Uh, But a reminder to fertilize those flower beds and pots to keep everything colorful and blooming. And just a reminder to deadhead too You're going to need to deadhead things Like impatience and maybe some Vinca um twist off those those blooms, geraniums as well. I keep having to cut the stems off of the expired blooms and and that's okay. They'll they'll put on more. Slow release granular fertilizer. That can last up to four weeks. So you don't have to apply that as often. Water soluble, like the blue stuff, the Miracle Grow, that's gonna go through the soil pretty quickly. So maybe every one to two weeks. Um, An Osmocote is smart release. That's how they they market that, but basically that slow release as well. So the water breaks the granule apart But then the nutrients are released slowly With changes in the temperature The, the warmer the weather you know, The more those nutrients are going to be able to aid the soil And the roots and things like that So get the right fertilizer for what situation you're looking for uh, Make sure it's targeting the plant that you've got And don't always think that fertilization is going to be the fix um, And I hate that I just told the last caller the minute he said his gardenia wasn't putting on any new growth, I'm like, oh, fertilizer. And then I thought, no, 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 that's not the first thing we need to do because obviously there's something else going on. So maybe you need to, you know, really examine the root system and the soil structure and things like that before you just start um, really stressing a plant out, fertilizing it when it doesn't really need it. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. And also Walter and I having a good conversation there about the shelf life and shelf life. Uh, Shelf stability of fertilizers And things like that How long you can keep them good As long as they don't get any humidity Or moisture in them Keeping them in a cool dark place Like a basement or a garage Or a shed or something like that That's really going to give you More bang for your buck All right, coming up here In just a few minutes We're going to talk about mosquitoes We're talking about all this water The mosquitoes love it We hate it So Pike Nursery coming along And Charles Lampkin, store manager To tell us how to solve some of that Some free solutions Maybe some that are going to cost you a little bit But uh, hey, if it gets rid of the bug bites And the itchiness And it never really bothers me Until I'm trying to lay really still in bed at night And then I itch like crazy So stay tuned for that And more of your calls 404-872-0750 Really glad you're here On what uh, may be partly a beautiful Saturday afternoon Ashley Frasca It's Green and Growing on WSB
0: With Ashley Frasca
1: Plants, flowers, trees and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
2: On 95.5 WSB Brought to you by Pike Nurseries And they are such a large part of the show I talked to many of them um, Throughout the course of the week Including Mickey Gasway Including Brittany Harper Just trying to keep up to date on what's going on in the stores And really educate myself too They have been such a good resource for me As I'm Learning and finding my way through this show It's been a year and a half but there's still so much To learn I don't know in a lifetime that I could ever Learn all of it um, and one Of their employees that has been super helpful To me is Charles Lampkin And he's the manager of the Marietta location and Charles you and I talk offline and As recently uh, about hydrangeas right
3: Oh yeah yeah just uh, Trying trying to help you out identifying a Hydrangea and uh yeah, it was a it was a very, very nice big bloom for sure.
2: Yeah, I love that. And thank you for being available to me when I have just random questions pop up and I may not know the answer, but I always know someone that does. So in this case, Charles, you were really helpful to uh myself and the and the Facebook follower who sent us this great picture of a hydrangea bloom and it was almost what would you say, Charles? Like navy bluish purple. Um yeah, and it,
3: as as it was fading, yeah, it was it was turning that deeper color, but just a. A wonderful example of a of a very large macrophylla that uh, had some really cool colors to it
2: Really did So I mean I was like I made sure when she sent me the picture I was like are you sure this isn't fake Because I've never seen <laughs> one this color And she's like no I'll take a, a wider picture for you when I get home And it was, it was fantastic But today we are going to talk about mosquito solutions The time of year where they're out in full force and they can just really make your time outdoors pretty miserable. Um, So number one, if you are really susceptible to bug bites and you're just that sweet, um, you need off or some kind of repellent, you know, on yourself, DEET, something like that, that probably is going to Make things a little more bearable Especially if you know you're getting ready to get out in the garden Not only using that, but also loading up on sunscreen And just protecting yourself, number one But um, Pike Nursery has a lot of great solutions and options And maybe things you haven't thought of And Charles, first of all, I teased That we're going to give them some free solutions, right? Some free ways to keep the mosquitoes away Simple things we can do Let's start with that
3: Right, and this, this is pretty much your areas around your house Really anywhere where you have standing water, whether it's buckets or pots that collect water, um, areas in the yard that tend to have poor drainage, and those are areas that we can dump the water out, um, clean up the areas. Uh, if you have heavy mulched areas, uh, turning turning that mulch over every once in a while can help keep the area a little more dry. Switching over to, to bagged rocks or smaller pea gravel in lieu of mulch can also help. Um, but for those, for those uh, areas that need a little bit more help There are some really good products that can help out
2: Now, um, you know, there's kind of been a discussion in the garden community Over the years of whether or not there are plants that can help repel them um, And, you know, citronella being one that everybody thinks of Because you have the citronella candles and all that kind of stuff But is there any truth to, and if there is What are some plants that we could maybe plant nearby Up on the deck or in our sitting areas that could help repel them?
3: So the citronella scented geraniums, uh, lemongrass is a very popular one, lavender, rosemary, lemon thyme. In a sense, yes, they can work, but in le- uh, you would need you would need multitudes of them to really do the trick. But what you can do is rub some of the geranium leaf or lavender on your skin, and that can help as a, as a natural repellent as well. So yes, those plants those plants do work, um, and those plants also thrive in a, a little bit of a drier, you know, area of your yard where mosquitoes really aren't found. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, those those plants can work. But one little four inch. Uh, <laughs> Dranium geranium isn't going to do much On, on your patio at night, unfortunately <laughs> For
2: 10s and 20s and 30s of, of mosquitoes, you're right But that's really interesting So ruffle and kind of crush the leaf up Like you mm-hmm. said, Charles And rub it on your skin And so that's kind of releasing those oils In the sense that the Correct. mosquitoes Are going to be uh, distracted by
3: Yeah, which which leads into another thing Essential oils are definitely the craze right now So having a diffuser <clears throat> On your porch and also a, a fan, whether or not you're doing oils or not, fans are great because mosquitoes don't fly very strong. So the, the fans can keep them off of your porch. But if you don't want to mess with those plants and you like those scents and just want to smell them personally, um, if they calm you or relax you, you know, whatever they do for you. Have one of your diffusers out on the porch with you And that can be another natural way to, to keep mosquitoes away
2: And and fan, that, a box fan or a pedestal fan, something like that That is a great idea Not to mention, I mean, it's going to be twofold It's going to keep the mosquitoes away Because they their wings aren't strong enough to really fly into the current of the breeze But also, cool you off If you, if you want yeah. an <laughs> afternoon on the patio and it's just too hot Well, that's going to be twofold for you um, Now, tell me a little bit about I, I did this in the top three things uh, for the landscape last weekend on the show, you know, talking about mosquito dunks and I guess mosquito beater. Um, what what is that? What's the idea behind that? and how does it work?
3: So the dunks are great for standing water. Uh, whether that's a fountain you have or a bird bath you don't want to empty out. The dunks are a popular product, uh, BT, which we, which is a natural occurring bacteria in nature. That basically uh, will kill any larvae that are sitting in in those waters, and those and those are the dunks. So it's a, it's a natural product. It is safe to aquatic life uh, and plants. If it's a little pond you have, or um, but that's the, those are the those are the dunks. Um, mosquito beater is another natural product, and it has all those oils we were talking about, the citronella oil. Geranium oil, cedar, lemongrass oil. So another another natural product um, you can use.
2: That's perfect. I love that idea. And I guess when you put these dunks, uh, the mosquito beater kind of in bird baths and things like that, is that that's not harmful to the birds?
3: No, no, not at all. No, yeah. no other no other organisms are, are affected. It's just very soft membraned or, or organisms and that's why it's great For your mosquito larva
2: And fly swatter is not going to do the trick I, I think It's they... going to
3: be tough It's <laughs> going to be tough on on mosquitoes um, And then there are Some other products um, I'm really, really a fan Of the Thermacell products Because I use those personally They make a little handheld um, Unit That you can get a belt clip for You can set on a table right beside you But it's a little heated A little heat tray that that heats a a scented pad, and and that smell will give you a good uh, 10 to 15 feet diameter uh, protection. If you're an outdoors person or if you're on your porch, it's just a little bit extra kind of safety net you can use.
2: I think, yeah, thermosel. Walter talked about that for a number of years And even people that go camping and things like that That is, that is a must for sure And there's also it's even mosquito strange. coils, you know, that you can slowly burn the coil away um, And that may repel them as well So it's really some great solutions there, Charles Thank you so much
0: Definitely, um, definitely In
2: talking about bird baths and things I wanted to pick your brain just for a second About some of the water features um, at Pike Nursery If we're going in maybe for gift ideas or you know, I think just any kind of water In the lawn or in the landscape Is going to be so beneficial, not only to birds But also pollinators and insects That also, they get hot too, if we're hot They get hot, they get uh-huh. tired um, Just having little, I don't know, decorative Things to have around, What what's kind of The selection there at the nursery of things That we, we can you know beautify water features
3: yeah so whether it's whether it's a noise you're going for a rejuvenating drop or splash or or standing bird baths are fine um if you are getting a fountain and you want it to be used not only for your enjoyment but rather nature's enjoyment too some of those pools or uh, bowls that the water are sitting in are a little too deep for for our our friends to enjoy. So, adding some some rocks in there, maybe like a perching place in one of those bowls for birds, because birds really don't want to be in any water, mm-hmm. really more than an inch deep. So, if you have a deeper pool, um, put put some rocks in it so they have somewhere to perch. Um, but yeah, definitely definitely a really a really good idea there too.
2: I love that. I love that. So all different kinds of ideas there at Pike Nursery. Um, and when we go into the nursery, where are the Insect type things, like we're talking about for mosquitoes, what portion we of the nursery We have
3: in? an entire NCAT just devoted to insect control, and we have our natural products here, um, uh, simple Infuse in that you that you light um, candles. We do have the yard fog, and we do have um, a, a product that's that's derived from permethrin as well, and we and there's some you know. There are some people who are against these, but there are some proper and safe practices when you are using these products to ensure um, that you're not harming beneficial insects too.
2: All right. So knowing that all of you are listening to this, and this is a common problem, a a display right there at the Pike Nursery stores. Charles is at the Marietta store, but you'll find it at all Pike Nursery locations. PikeNursery.com. Appreciate your time, and you know, even off the air, Charles, I really appreciate your help with things.
3: it's no problem at all.
2: All right, good to chat with you. We'll we'll chat again soon. Sounds good. All have right, a good day. you too. Have a great Saturday, and everybody that heads out to Pike Nursery too, it's going to be a good weekend. Maybe to uh to walk, you know, when it's raining, walk through the nursery, kind of pick out the things that you'll want, and then you can plant them in another day or two. Four zero four eight 404-872-0750 Matt in Douglasville with a question about azaleas. Hey there, Matt.
4: Hey. So glad uh, you took my call. I love the show. Thank you. Uh, it's one of the greatest ways to start a Saturday Ah,
2: I love president. that. I feel the same way. It always just puts me in a good mood, and I mean, everyone's been so great today, so thank you for that.
4: Yeah, it really inspires me I, like, I really want to get out and just renovate my entire yard After I listen to you guys
2: Alright, so donate um, to the Matt and Douglasville Fund So that Matt can redo his entire yard <laughs> I, I know, I, it's like it's, all these things we want to do And if we actually get to do them, it's great But it's like, huh, I'll just dream about that one
4: <laughs> I know, exactly So um, my question on, on my azaleas They are Encore azaleas I've had them about three years maybe Um And they're, by and large, very healthy. Um, They probably bloom twice a year, maybe not 30 times, like they sometimes say. But on the leaves, I noticed um, I prune in early spring. Good. Because I don't like them getting big. They're really just like a flower bed uh, type arrangement. And so I I do prune pretty consistently. I don't over prune. And I noticed that, by and large, my leaves, When the new growth comes in, it's very luscious, you know, very, very bright green. But I have a whole set of leaves just on my bushes that look like somebody spray painted bronze spray paint on them. And it's not on every bush, and it's definitely not my wife kind of with a whole project over spray. (laughs) But, and I just don't even know is this common? Should I be concerned about this? Is there a fungicide? Or am I safe to prune it back Underneath the new
2: growth So I would go ahead And the ones that look like they're on their way To dying, yellow to bronze to brown I would go ahead and prune those out Um, Just maybe go back The whole stem and prune that out Because that's not going to do the bush any good Now yellowing leaves on azaleas can be Caused by a poor root system But otherwise if you're getting the flowers and all of that Then the plant might be happy Um, But a lack of iron, sometimes I'm not saying that that is in your specific case But that could be something if you've never Had a soil test done or anything like that Generally with the red clay we have An abundance of, of iron in the soil but if that were the case and it's a lack of iron The fastest way to acidify the soil and add what it needs is aluminum sulfate um, But I wouldn't, you know, say oh, I'll just go out to the nursery today, buy that And go ahead and dissolve it and, and put it out Because we want to make sure that's what it is um, And if it's more of a bronze than a yellow mat I want to look into that um, I want to look into that I want you to uh, find me on Facebook, if you will Green and Growing WSB Send me a message, remind me Because if it's more of a bronze color It's not a leaf gall or anything like that I want to make sure that I diagnose that properly for you And maybe if you get in touch with me there on Facebook You can send me a picture too um, And we'll kind of look at it together and see what that is Thanks for the call I hope to get a follow-up from you for sure Going to take a break Traffic and weather And then a few more things to wrap up Green and growing right here on WSB Stay tuned Weather update for your weekend Brought to you by Finley Roofing Today high around 87 We are going to have scattered showers and thunderstorms Afternoon and early evening Uh, Tomorrow the mix of sun and clouds Will bring a few isolated showers and thunderstorms Again mainly afternoon or evening High around 88 Low around 71
4: Green. Green and growing
1: Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend
2: Number one, watch for lace bugs We just had a call about azaleas, not about lace bugs But that is where lace bugs are happy Most often on azalea plants, but on other things too Um, Bio-advanced in a blue bottle makes tree and shrub insect control That's going to be good for a lot of the insects you may be dealing with right now Works on beetles too, just uh, follow the label directions Number two, fertilize flower beds and pots Slow-release granular fertilizers may do the trick You only have to do those maybe every four to six weeks Water-soluble every week or two Osmocote is one that we've been talking about that slow release And number three, I keep saying be water wise Guys, adjust those automatic sprinklers now Make sure you're not saturating the lawn It does not need any additional water To the uh, rain that we've gotten in the last four days And probably will continue to get Over the course of the next four or 5 seven two zero seven fifty. Bill and Cornelia If you can be real quick with your question I think I have time to answer
1: uh, I've got about 4,000 square feet that I just had cleared of scrub trees and uh, used to be pasture land in that area. I want to plant fescue on it, but I don't want to waste my money by doing it this time of year. Should I wait?
2: Gosh it's such a big area when I saw your Call on hold I was like oh I'm thinking to Myself I'll just tell Bill to put down some mulch Or pine straw just to hold everything in place Until he can seed for fescue But yeah that's that's a large area Um, And I agree with you I I agree More is probably not Going to take than does Because you know fescue is just not a Heat tolerant grass So do whatever you can to Wait maybe Um, I mean you know The best time to overseed and Seed a new long is is going to be October, but you can push it to as early as September, um, as long as you keep it watered because that's still going to be a little warm for it in September. Um, but I would wait. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. If you have the money to spend, do some now. And like I said, some will take, but just doing it doing it right and doing it once and most beneficial for you is probably going to be. Uh, no earlier than mid-September But September, October is going to be best um, Some kind of ground cover Mulch, pine straw, pine bark Something, but that's such a large area um, Thank you for the call Maybe someone else next Saturday will have some better suggestions For you, Bill, That that's a huge area But it's going to be beautiful I think you're well on your way to maybe a nice lawn there So thanks for the calls, everybody Great questions today, great conversations I've even posted a few of the highlights on the Facebook page already Green and Growing WSB Keep in touch with me there And I want to say good morning to some of my recent followers Trent and Hansel and Gregory and Bruce followed me this morning Appreciate that and I'm glad you're listening I'll be back with Triple Team Traffic Monday morning Have a great weekend